got some unfinished business. This the rap martyr. We hitting harder, getting smarter. It's up in order. Kick the 40 yarder. Give me a heart attack. I'm anxious. Kiker, bring us home like Holly's MMA. Think I got the plane ticks. Arlington, I took the flight. When that whistle blow, I know that Tony Yo gonna be high. Gonna be high. Am I on the hit list? You don't wanna miss this. Spartan Nation got some unfinished business. Welcome to a long-awaited uh, edition of the MSU Podcast, Spartan Sports Podcast, that is, um, episode six, I believe. We've been gone for a while. Uh, it's been a kind of crazy weeks in our lives, uh, the election on Tuesday, and um, but we finally got a win yeah, versus Rutgers. Win. Yeah, we finally got a win versus Rutgers, so we're happy to be back here and covering it. So... Uh, just to um, just to start out to preface this, um, Michigan State uh, beat Rutgers forty nine nothing. Got the donut, as I like to say. Um, and this whole conversation, I want to preface by saying Rutgers is a bad team, and we can't forget that they're a terrible team. But forty nine nothing is impressive. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I think we looked really good. Our offensive line play stepped up. We had a ton of rushing yards. And, um, yeah, I mean, what, what were your quick takeaways from the game? Yeah, I mean, I think I finally what I really liked is the way we played. I think on both sides of the line, honestly. I mean, I, like, I thought our O-line finally started to gel and come together a little bit. And, yeah, we talked about some of these guys, you know, have really had to step in and play a role that they weren't expected to. You know, Higby, and have just stepped up. And, I mean, you know, they haven't. I mean, they're not going to give you shades of Conklin and Allen, but, hey, I mean, you know, they're play, they're, I think pass protection, run protection, they look solid. And I was happy with that. I mean, those are guys he can move forward with. And, you know, I think on the D-line, too, it seemed like we were finally on a moving guys, collapsing pocket. Things we should have been doing all year, but, yeah, we had we had some good play, I thought, on, I think on, from our lines, and that's really what I was looking for. I think we're talking about the last podcast of this one. So that we finally, you know, like, we played physical, and I think we beat some guys up front. And, uh, yeah, I mean, as we were saying, this is Rutgers, but, I mean, those are the things we've been missing over over the whole year, and we had it this game. Yeah, and I think that it showed that uh, we're a better team than our record shows. Mm-hmm. I think anybody who saw this game could see that. You know, it's just not uh, – we haven't been uh, great. But, uh, yeah, again, I, I think we did we, – we just dominated on every phase of the game. Yeah. And, I mean, Rutgers, like, hardly got past the 50, you know? Yeah. Um, our defense looked great. Saw a little bit of that no-fly zone. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, I uh, I, I want to, you know, touch on the starting quarterback. I think Tyler O'Connor played okay. He didn't play, you know, wonderful or anything. Um, but he played okay. And I think that shows that if he did that all year, if he was competent moving the football down the field, not making stupid mistakes, and being able to hand the ball off to my man LJ Scott that we would have been a competent team because yeah, um, yeah we were uh, we looked really good when we were just handing the ball off to LJ we looked really good yeah no I I totally agree I mean unfortunately such a life with O'Connor that he finally you know found the juice against the Rutgers but yeah I mean you know he wasn't wasn't absolutely stellar but I thought he played within himself and I mean that's kind of what Tyler Connor should have been about. I mean, he's not he's not a game breaker for QB, but you know, this is a guy I felt like who couldn't manage games or, you know, I mean, you know, keep I think move the offense maybe a little bit methodically than methodically more than Connor Cook did over the years. 
And I thought that's what he could have done all year. And I think we kind of we saw it in this game against Rutgers. And you know what I mean? I don't think we needed we, we didn't really need um like a shattering game plan to beat Rutgers. I think it was a lot of as you see, you spread it out, got a lot of different receivers involved. You know, we didn't really have that one guy that we just kept to like throwing to the whole game. But when we spread the ball around, and I think you know the formula that we picked LJ and then we went with him. And I think, you know... Yeah, I think that's important. Yeah, I think this year maybe the one... I think the one thing I think the coaching staff is going to look back on, I think they're, maybe the one thing they might regret a bit is, I think at the skilled positions... I mean, to be fair, you have marginal talent, and you have guys, you don't know, like, one week. You didn't have consistency, and it's hard to put, put... I mean, it's kind of a fault of the coaching staff and the and the players, but, you know, I think it's finally, like, they finally did a good job. Okay, we're going to pit. We're going to go with O'Connor. We're going to give him, you know, like... Give him a man- manageable situation, you know, a game plan he can control, and then they decided to, hey, we're just gonna we're gonna tote the rock with LJ, and this is our guy. I mean, I think it gave you great results, and I'm oversimplifying it, but I think you needed, a, I think you know, simplification or to be able to put something in front like these are the guys we're gonna go with when you don't have consistency out of your talent, when you don't know who's gonna step up, and you know, you're just more decisive, and I think it showed. I think it infused confidence in the players and. They played well, you know, just O'Connor did what he had to do, and he gave the ball to LJ 20 times. He said, this is our guy. This is our number one running back. I think he made the statement with that game, too, that, yeah, I mean, as a, as a Rutgers, yeah, but he made a good statement that this is our running back. This is the guy we're going to go with for um, for the foreseeable future. And, yeah, I mean, he could have said that, you know, I'll just been playing well, you know, I'd say the last three-ish games, but I think this game really sealed it for... We're going to move forward. LJ Scott is RB number one into next year. I mean, he he just, I mean, again, I know Rutgers is a bad football team, but just some of the tackles he was getting out of, he was just like a man amongst boys out mm-hmm. there. He broke so many tackles, and he just, you know, he just looked great. Six, yeah. I, I don't think he had a tremendous run, and he had, you know, it, it was a six yards average per carry, and I think that's pretty true to what he did every time yeah. he was getting six yards and uh you know credit the offensive line but also mm-hmm. credit lj just shedding tacklers and shedding um shedding ruckers defenders um and i i also liked uh, other than you know lj who is just a sophomore um i liked you know uh jackson uh, t- uh tristan jackson stepping up Who's a freshman? Mm-hmm. Uh, Donnie Corley played both ways this time. I mean, had he had he done that before this game? I don't think he had. I don't think they really bit. truly played him both yeah. ways until this game. But I, I just remember over the this Rutgers guy comes over the middle and Donnie Corley <laughs> just pops him, and it was like, is that really Corley out there? And it was. Um, yeah, he looked great. He looked great on defense. Um, you know, I think we've been harping on Justin Lane, who's a cornerback yeah. receiver Very recruit. He he he's looked great. Um, and, uh, and Raekwon Williams, uh, you know, kind of gave that, that, uh, mm-hmm. that boost that we had been looking for all season. Um, so, I mean, you know, moving forward, I, I was, you know, after the work he got injured, I was kind of disappointed because I didn't have anything to look forward to mm-hmm. each game. I couldn't see that guy. And, you know, I was wrong because we got a lot of young talent that looks really good. And, uh. And this conf- this win, this donut, um, is going to give us confidence moving forward. 
you know? Definitely. I mean, yeah, just to expand on that, I think. You slowly see this coaching staff starting to pull pieces like, hey, this is a guy we can move forward. Like, like a Justin Lane, Raekwon Williams. So I thought he did an excellent job. I thought he really just pushed the pocket all very disruptive. And that's what I mean. <laughs> that's what we were looking for, one guy to step up. Obviously now it's too late, but we're hoping to pair, you know, have that Malik pair with another DT, which didn't end up coming to fruition. But, and Raekwon is a guy you can real, I think you can move forward and be that disruptor going into, you know, into these next few games and into next year. Yeah. I still think, you know, I'd like to see, I don't see at the DN position exactly what I'd like. Yeah. And, I mean, I still think, you know, they're, we're probably going to go with, I think it'd be kind of, I think it'd be an interesting battle to watch in a camp, but I think I'm looking too far forward, but I think it's a little bit more DNs, but yeah, I think we're finding guys slowly who, you know, this is how you, this is when you have a kind of a year that you do, hope, what you hope for is that... <clears throat> You find one of them kind of like a breakthrough game, I think, what we had with Rutgers. Yeah. I mean, yeah, they're maybe probably the worst team in the Big Ten, but, I mean, you beat them pretty authoritatively, and you kind of, you, well, I like to say is that we made decisions on these are guys we're going to, these are guys we're going to try to go with, and I don't know, I think we made it, we just had, honestly, we had a good game plan, which is not something I've seen in the past, and now I'm starting to see a few guys who are, you know, stepping up and are going to play huge roles next year. Yeah. So I think it just set up, this game set us up well for, I, I think, moving into the, the last part in November and into next season. I'm pretty happy about that. Yeah, and I think with our game plan was we kind of simplified the playbook. Mm-hmm. We oh, yeah. just did a ton of power runs, and, um, and you know, LJ was able to mm-hmm. pull it off. And, and Madre played well. Madre London played well. Um, you know, Gerald Holmes played well. But, um, yeah, it was, it was just it was very, very um, good to see us just utterly level a team and I know I said earlier um this season on a podcast talking about a blowout win that Michigan had against Rutgers um and I said that maybe the team shouldn't have done that shouldn't have piled on like that um but Michigan State really needed this blowout win you know just to gain confidence Mm -hmm. moving forward I think that that was important to do and uh and I think these guys are gonna you know take confidence from it and uh and I'm excited to see us play Ohio State next week. I'm too. Yeah, I think that it's not out of the question that kind of a, you know, Ohio State has not, they they obviously blew out Maryland last week, this, you know, yeah. this Saturday, but um, they have looked, you know, vulnerable, you know, lost to Penn State. I think we can get them, you know. I think if, if, if they come into East Lansing and they look a little flat, I think... Uh, Michigan State mm-hmm. is is ready to uh, ready to show that we aren't who what our record shows. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think from that standpoint, I'm a little. I think I'm different from me a little bit just because I don't. I just don't have. A, I don't think Ohio State could be flat at all. Just because I think they know they've already lost this season. I think they know like what it's going to mean to hold on to their ranking, and I think they're not. I think there's just no way that Ohio State comes out here like unprepared or flat. But I think this is going to be a more competitive ball game than. You know, I don't think Ohio State's going to... They've been going out to the races and just cleaning out teams the last couple of games. But I don't think it's good for them. It's like, I mean, I think when they're going to come here, I don't... I'm not going to say I expect... I don't expect this football team to go out and beat Ohio State. But I expect it to be competitive. And, I, yeah, I mean, I think, you know... If they, <laughs> I think if they kind of do... I mean, build on the things they've done against Rutgers. And, I mean, obviously, I don't think... I think the issue is going to be that they're not going to be able to win with it as simple as a game plan if they did against Rutgers. But... I think they can make this a competitive ball game, and if you play, I'd have to say mistake-free football. You don't turn the ball over at all. I think you have a chance at beating Ohio State. 
Am I going to predict? Am I going to call it? No, I, I can't do that. But I think they, that definitely could be a competitive ball game. And you know, I just hope. The one thing I do hope is that I hope they really go, stick with LJ against Ohio State, and they don't do, you know, go back to shuffling or rotating. I mean, basically, Madre and Joe got a good, still pretty much, pretty much got ten carries each almost, but. I don't still get, get to see LJ get the ball like 20 times against them. Yeah, yeah, I totally agree. I think that that's important. Um, I think LJ is clearly the best running back in the in the, at the bunch, and I don't think anybody can argue yeah. that. Um, and uh, he just he he just he's the most talented guy there. And um, I, I uh, you know if you want to rest LJ for a series or whatever, then I'm okay with that. But I don't think that it's fair to, um, you know, they always talk about feeding the hot hand, you know, the coaching staff always talks about feeding the hot hand, um, the hot hand, hot hand is always going to be LJ Scott, yeah. so you should always feed him. Yeah, I th- and I think that's kind of a philosophical battle they're struggling with this season, you know, like, you know, that's kind of the mantra, they like to say, well, we're going to feed the hot hand, but I think they kind of started getting away from that in many games, you know, they started, you know, like, the, well, they saw a guy being ineffective, like, like we're going to go with this guy, and... You know, I think they shuffled too much. They did too. It was just too much of a rotation, and you couldn't really develop a hot hand. I mean, yeah, the run, none of the running backs were playing spectacular in the early leg of the season. But I mean, at the same time, they couldn't. I just don't think you know anybody really had the opportunity to develop consistency, and yeah. I think now they have that opportunity, and I'm pretty. It, it, it just looks good, and you know, I think I just I like LJ. <laughs> I mean, I think you know, I mean, I don't think he. Maybe how he def- I like, think we like to love to compare him to Le'Veon, and I think a little bit different in that LJ, he might not have like, I mean, Le'Veon's probably the most patient running back you'll ever see hitting holes, and I mean LJ's patient too, and I don't, I think what Le'Veon has is he has that ability to break that second level almost every time he touches the ball, and I think LJ has that ability, but maybe not to the extent Le'Veon does. But yeah. I mean this is a guy who you can see can push the, I mean can push for like almost five to six yards a carry, which is phenomenal. And I really like that about him. And I, I mean, for that, I think he's giving consistency, so I want to keep going with him. Right. And, uh, you know, uh, in in uh, going back to the quarterback, I think, you know, now there's there's no doubt that uh, Colaire Coons should be our starter moving forward. Yeah. <laughs> he's, uh, he's the guy that yeah. came in late in the fourth quarter, has a completion percentage of 100%. I just, I don't think, you know, you can start Tyler O'Connor over... Claire Coons moving forward, right? I, I just don't think so. I mean, you know, everyone else is talking about Lamar Jackson and yeah. Barrett, but <laughs> we have Claire Coons, so I think we got the best one of the bunch. Yeah. Kidding, of course. Uh, I mean, did you did you see anything out of Terry you liked? I, I, I mean, no, I thought the sample size was pretty small, you know. Yeah. I said, yeah. I mean, Terry, you know, it's unfortunate, but I mean, that's the life of, that's how I think college football is a very unique sport. It's unfortunate, like, I think you get a group of quarterback recruits, and it's just that one guy who kind of, you know, doesn't really get an opportunity ever and then just kind of fizzle out. And I'm, I think it had him and Terry, and I feel bad for the guy because I don't think – I actually don't think he's a horrible or a terrible player, but I just don't think this is the right situation for him at all, and I don't think he's, like, had a great environment. I shouldn't say that. I, wouldn't say that. I can't really comment on the environment because, I mean, our player development is top-notch, but – I just think for him that it's ever going to, like, it's not, hasn't worked out here. And, I mean, that's just happens across the country, though. I mean, you, you have a huge, like, a huge haul at one position. Normally it's quarterback, and you bring in a guy every year, maybe every other year. And then you just have that one guy who, you have the one guy who kind of steps out of nowhere. And you have that, unless maybe, unless your team that's getting, like, maybe the number one or number two quarterback in the country. But, I don't know, Terry just doesn't seem to. 
don't know, maybe a position coach would have helped him. Maybe if there's not a college quarterback. I, I, I don't know about that. Maybe I'm reading into it a, way, a little too much. But, yeah, I, just, I don't... I feel bad for Terry, but it's just not hasn't worked out for him. Yeah, I totally agree. I think that maybe earlier on in his career, kind of like a Keith Nickel, just a position switch. Yeah, he's a he's a big man. He could play tight end if he really mm-hmm. wanted to, and maybe that's what they should have looked at. But I'm sure he didn't want to. Actually, I'm sure he wanted yeah. to be a quarterback, mm-hmm. and that's why that he you know has kept on this path. Um, yeah, uh, and you know, I, I just. I mean, it's simply just nice to get a win. And yeah. I, I think the players have to feel that, you know. After so much losing, seven straight losses mm-hmm. is brutal. And uh, we haven't seen that in a while. And, um, you know, we're not going to a bowl game this year. But overall, it was just nice to see, um, you know, players step up. I, you know, Demetrius Cox has been underwhelming all year with that pick six That's early it, on. Um, again, Tristan Jackson with that, you know, over-the-shoulder catch looked great. O'Connor probably should have mm-hmm. placed that a little mm-hmm. bit better, but hey, whatever. Um, and then that uh, sideline touchdown. Um, and, you know, a, a guy that I think has underperformed all year, Josiah Price with those, you know, he doesn't have the, the crazy stat, the crazy yardage or anything, mm-hmm. but three receptions, two touchdowns. Um, he was there when they needed him, and... Uh, I think he looked good out there. Oh, definitely. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, we got two more games left. It's Ohio State. It's Penn State. They're both ranked. Um, I mean, Ohio State top ten. Is Penn State in the top ten? Or? I think they're ten. Yeah, they're ten. So, you know, we're gonna have we're gonna see what we are. Uh, I mean, we're gonna see if we are. You know, can hang with these big boys, mm-hmm. um, and hopefully, you know, we just get a little bit of light. You know, a little bit of light. This game was great and uh, confident, and, um, you know, Ohio State's going to be a tough opponent, but, you know, I think we can give mm-hmm. them a little bit of a... Uh, yeah, I actually, I clicked a very competitive ball game. I really don't think we're going to get blown out, and I think right now I want to... I think, I think this team can go out and beat Penn State. I don't know. I mean, I like... I mean, Penn State, yeah, they have, a, they have their star running back, too, Saquon Barkley, and I mean, their defense is playing very well, but... I don't know, they seem like a team I think that MSU could really jump on and take advantage of. And I actually I expect a win in that game. I'm excited for these next. I'm just excited to, you know, I, I like ending the year on, even with a year like this, I like ending the year on real competition and not, I think it's going to be better for, even if we even if we can't pull out wins, I think it's going to be better for us long term than playing, say playing Rutgers at the end of the year. I'm happy the schedule set up the way it does. And, you know, I go kind of test the confidence we built in this game. And I mean, yeah, I think I think the difficult part is I said is if we're not gonna win with the same simple game plan as this game, but I think guys really settled into their roles and I think that's critical for going out in these last couple games and getting a win. So that guys aren't you guys aren't like, you know, like looking over their shoulder and they're not like unsure what their role is, like how much they're gonna get the ball or what they're gonna mm-hmm. the team just seem more comfortable in this what, game and did you like the play calling overall, Dave Warner's play calling? Yeah, I mean <laughs> yeah, I say I liked it. I mean I'm not I can't like, you know, like extend them a huge like just a lot of gratitude because I don't think I mean beating Rutgers isn't very yeah. isn't a very difficult formula, to be honest, but yeah, I mean, I think he. I think finally this game he realized he saw like the type of per, like he used our personnel in the right way, and I mean, I think that's the foundation of beating any 
Ikhtar, when you make any game point, I, I, the reason I'm saying that is because I don't think that's what we've been doing this whole year. Is that I think the foundation of any good game point is that you put your personnel in a position where they're going to be best used, they're going to optimize their talent, so they're going to be best used to succeed. And Khan with O'Connor, Khan with Aljay Scott. And that's even what they did, I think, a little bit. Like, you got Tristan Jakes, and you got RJ Shelton moving around. Mm-hmm. I was happy with what they did with them. And yeah, I mean, even you know, Price got Price had his two short touchdowns too, and I think they used him in a better, better in a better role. And I'm happy with that. Yeah, so I decided for that. I'm happy with what they did that way. Yeah, yeah, I I agree. Um, you know, I have nitpicky things. I think they use that play where um, RJ motions um, across uh, the shotgun, mm-hmm. and then uh, O'Connor like. Does a little uh, yeah, the pat, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the. It's a reverse, but it's not really a reverse. It's it's considered a pass. I, mm-hmm. I think, I it's just we've used it so much, and I can, you know, sure. I'm sure the, the the coaches on the other team have scouted it, and mm-hmm. a, I, I just feel like I mean I remember they shoveled it to Shelton that he mm-hmm. had like a three yard gain or something like that because of it because. You know, at a certain point, it becomes obvious what they're doing when they're when they motion Shelton over. Um, but yeah, um, I, uh, I I I didn't you know have any serious problems. Um, uh, just quickly, um, you know, some last little thoughts. Um, Fry, um, Chris Fry, he gets mm. really excited <laughs> for anything. He makes a tackle like. Five yards past the line of scrimmage, you know, a five-yard game mm-hmm. for the the offense. He's still celebrating. He gets really excited about anything. Mm-hmm. He really does. And uh, hey, man, do do you do you? Yeah, I, if you're tackling, yeah, I totally agree. That's actually a very that's an interesting thing you brought up. You know, I think from a fan's perspective, I read I read a lot of comments, you know, for guys who get very excitable or guys who like to dance in the zone, and you know, a lot of fans say, oh, you know, that's not the way like football should be played, you know. You should just, you know, that's something you should expect to do. You should go, yeah. like, remember when you score touchdowns here, fan thing? Oh, you know, like, he should hand the ball off to the yeah, right. Yeah, right, right. Act like you've been there before. Yeah, you know, I think I think there's a lot to say. Yeah, I mean, obviously, if you, if you if your team is, um, I think in the situations where your team has just been terrible and you're celebrating, you know, I think I think sometimes it can be excessive, but I think overall, I think you have to let guys be who they are. They're, they're going to be those guys who require personalities who don't. You know, who don't want to celebrate, who don't, you know, who don't want the spotlight on them. And, I mean, I think a guy like Fry, I mean, he's a good he's a good player. And that's just going to get him, you know, playing at his best and let him celebrate. I mean, at the end of the day, they're playing, <laughs> you know, they're spending their Saturdays playing a game they love. And, I mean, you've, we've all been out there, you know, play, just playing in the, you know, when you play in the backyard, you get excited when you make a good mm-hmm. play. Like, it's hard to, I don't want to, there's something I just don't like to take away from the players, you know, is, if they're going to get excited, that's going to help them, I think, you know, feel better, play better, then why not just go celebrate? Yeah, I totally agree. I totally agree. I, you know, if it, if it gets him at his highest, then that's what I want. Exactly. You know? So, um, yeah, uh, any last thoughts on the football team? I'm, I didn't, I guess my thoughts are, yeah, I'm just, I'm happy that, I think it's been the theme through the podcast, but I think they're finally starting to see, okay, we have this such and such player. And this is what they. This is what I know they can do. Like this is what I know they can do. Well, let's put them in position to succeed. And I think that's. But I mean, we did that all across the board, and that's what led us to forty-nine to nothing. That got us the donut. Got us the big victory. It's the fact that you know we put. The, we kind of uh, we kind of found a way. I think to like I don't know we're to kind of negate the inconsistencies by you know dial down the playbook, and really just I think defensively. 
And defensively, though, there, I think we just had, like, probably just played our best game, and you had guys who underperformed playing, I think, kind of like Cox, you know, making plays and playing very well. And, yeah, I think at offense, we pared down, you know, pared down the playbook enough, and we got a lot of guys involved. And I think this is a good, like, on a team that doesn't, I wouldn't say has, like, maybe one superstar in offense. I mean, LJ is pretty close to it, but maybe not that one, like, phenomenal game breaker right now. I think that's what you kind of have to do if to spread the ball around a little bit more. I think I just said passing the ball, and I think rushing. Yeah, we have we found found our guy, and we went with him. And I'm just happy, you know, it seemed like we were more comfortable, and we did. You know, we we weren't putting guys and making them do like play roles, or we just weren't putting guys out there that didn't know what they were doing, or especially it seemed like on the O line, you know, got everybody seemed like okay, I know, like I, I understand my blocking assignment more, and it just seemed like you see the same more they gelled better. They just I don't know, it was just a better overall performance because I think guys seemed. Like, they understood what they were doing out there. They understood, this is what I have to do. And, I mean, I, it's kind of like you hear it from the Patriots organization that have that mantra that says, do your job. And I think that's kind of what happened. I mean, guys understood, guys just understood what they needed to do, and I was very happy overall. Yeah, I, t- I, I totally agree. And, um, you know, going forward, uh, you know who started uh, for our defeat, our upset of Ohio State uh, last year? <laughs> Tyler O'Connor. Um, so, uh that was at Ohio State. Mm-hmm. That was in the horseshoe. Yeah. This uh, Ohio State game is going to be in Spartan Stadium. Um, and Tyler O'Connor knows how to beat Ohio State. Yeah, he does. I mean, if, I wonder if Ohio State's going to blame the rain again after yeah. we beat them. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I think uh, I think that's a, a wrap for our, uh, for our football coverage. Yeah. Hey, actually, one last thing I'll say. Oh. That's kind of that's kind of funny that you said that. You know, I talked about not simplifying the game plan, but. I know it's a different team. It was fun. It's kind of how we beat Ohio State last yeah. year. The weather conditions were terrible, and we just gave O'Connor a pretty, like, we gave him a pretty simple set of instructions, don't turn the ball over. And, you know, he kind of moved the, he moved the ball downfield methodically, and LJ kind of did what he did, too. You know, he, he broke off. I'd say around, like, he's really getting, like, like, good, like, good, like, a healthy amount of four- to five-yard carry, so... Hey, we beat them that way last year, so not, why not do it again this year? Isn't it amazing that we held Zeke in check last year, <laughs> yeah. and now he's like uh, the rookie of the year, mm-hmm. maybe the MVP of the league? Yeah. Uh, it is amazing what we did last year against Ohio State. They were a really good team. Yeah, was, yeah. We, uh, we beat them fair yeah. and square. I, I, you know, Definitely. I mean, it's a testament. We had a phenomenal game plan on defense. And, uh, that D-line, man, it was just that D-line was Played crazy again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, the, to contain, you know, that really, I think what you saw is one of the most disciplined performances I've ever seen in obviously football history. Yeah. You know, just they really ideal. Like I, these guys weren't missing assignments, and yeah, I mean that's what you have to do to be the guy. Like I mean, a guy like Zeke will get you. You see, like I mean, he's incredible. He has an incredible just north to south ability. He's very. He's a different running back than Lazy. He's very decisive, but you know, like we didn't give him that opportunity to make guys miss because everybody is playing. Everybody, the D-Lines played their games perfectly and the linebackers filled in. And, right, yeah. Yeah, I don't know. If we could, I, I'm hoping we carry over the Magic from last year to this yeah, game. We'll yeah. see. But I'm happy. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so uh, just a quick you know, show note. We're going to move on to the uh, Michigan State-Arizona game, uh, basketball game, and then we'll talk quickly about uh, Michigan State-Kentucky, uh, which is coming up uh, this Tuesday, uh, the 14th of November. So, uh, Michigan State lost to Arizona, uh, 55, or, uh, 65 to, uh, 63, um, and, you know, we started off wonderful. We were, we went on, like, mm-hmm. a, was it, like, a, a 18 and 2 run yeah. or something like that to start off the game, looking great, 
Um, did you know Miles Bridges can dunk the ball? He I, can freaking yeah. dunk the ball. I love the shirt. Sure if he'll get up there and then <laughs> no, but yeah, this guy is this guy's one of the greatest athletes I've ever seen. Yeah, no doubt about it. Yeah, he is. He's talented. Barry. He ended uh, with uh, 21 points, but I don't know how he just ended with 21 points. He was he was all over the place. He is going to be our best player by far, I think. Yeah, no without with, without question, he's going to be the star. Um, uh, but um, you know, uh, it was kind of it was a little bit of a weird game. Um, it wasn't really a normal Michigan State performance, even uh, when no. we've had stars like. Draymond and Valentine and, you know, kind of a little bit before my time, like Mateen, they're different kind of stars. They're stars that get other people involved. They're, um, yeah, they, they get other people involved. They're not, um, I'm going to score the ball. I'm going to, um, and Miles Bridges is very much that way. I'm going to, you know, get in the lane. I'm going to yeah. dunk the freaking ball again. And, um, and, you know, uh, hopefully we'll get in a little bit of a rhythm, but, Looked a little bit disjointed. Definitely. I mean, my take. I guess my takeaway from the game is that you see, I mean, you just have the magnet. You have one. You probably have one of maybe. I'm right now. You could say make a borderline, maybe a top five top player in college basketball, Miles Bridges, and and this guy can do everything for you. Like he can, he can do absolutely everything. I mean, maybe I'd say the one thing for this game is he maybe could have shot the ball a little bit better, especially from three. But I mean, this guy defensively. I mean, I don't have to say he can do everything, but. I think what you saw is that they played, they, you know, I mean, it's the thing I love to say is when you have a superstar, I'm like, just get the ball to him. Get the ball to Bridges, let him do his thing. Yeah. Everybody else clear out his way and just let him go to town. But I think they kind of were the victim of a little bit too much of isolation basketball, you know. They got up and then I think they really just kept, like, you know, they were forcing the ball to Miles, especially at the top of the key. And they were, I pretty much they had the offense just run completely through him, but you know, the ball movement, just the typical Michigan State ball movement was not there. Yeah. It was really just a lot of, you know, maybe swing the ball. What happened is they swung the ball around a couple of times, they get into Miles, and they'd either have him throw up a shot or, I mean, and then when he got to the lane, he was actually he was pretty good, you know. I mean, he made most of his baskets, but, if I mean, I think, you know, it's not what Isla's going to want out of, it's not, it's not, it's not a Tom Isla way of winning. And, obviously, this is unprecedented in my, I guess in my, time watching his team is to have normally you have the structure of a lot of senior leadership and then you have these young guys come in underneath them but right. you know when you have guys who are literally I mean guys who are just fresh off pretty much the high school basketball court stopping in and playing their first game against Kentucky you know I mean a lot of, they don't they haven't developed that chemistry they don't know like I don't know they don't know, really know how to play as yet at a college basketball level and I mean I can't I'm not going to like rip apart this team you know especially because they're playing in Hawaii on a huge stage for the very against a very good basketball team for the first game for their career, but I think moving forward, yeah, you know they're gonna have to get, try to get into more of like a team mentality or playing like, you know, it's more. I think, I mean, I mean, you know, like we wanted, we want to move the ball around more. We want to try to get the ball inside more and start working it you all know, inside out a little bit, kind of like what you said, Castello kicking the ball last year. And I mean, I, there's a lot of things that are being thrown on these guys that all of a sudden, and I think the only way you learn is to keep playing. I mean, I hope this team stays healthy, and yeah, the only way you learn is to keep playing with the same guys over and over again. And yeah, I mean, I'm not, I'm not talking with Joe. I'm hoping they can. My hope is that they can take one of these two. I say one of these three big games. We lost Arizona, but I'd like to see them hopefully get a win over Duke or Kentucky, who's coming up next. But 
you know, I, I'm not my expectation for this team is just I want them to get learn how to play together a little bit better, and I want to keep seeing improvement till the Big Ten season. I think by then they should be ready to roll. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I just wanted to touch on a few guys that I was excited about seeing. Yeah. I thought Nick Ward played really well. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, he 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 does have a really low, you know, good low post game. Which I think we haven't really seen. Castello had an okay low post game, mm-hmm. but I don't. I think Nick Ward's a, a better low low post scorer, just yeah, um, than uh, than Costello was. Um, you know, it was exciting because I think um, McQuaid played off or on the ball a lot um, last season. It was kind of exciting to see him in the corner shooting up threes. You know, mm-hmm. he, he didn't have the greatest percentage anymore. He he went uh, three for eight, um, but. He looked good um, when he was, you know, just um, a spot-up shooter. I think that that is, is his role going forward. And then uh, Kenny Goins is just, you know, kind of, uh, you know, a real solid um, solid player that I liked. Um, I thought the the guys I want to see more out of is uh, Tum Tum. You know, he, he just looked – I don't know. Maybe I'm expecting too much out of Tum Tum, and maybe I have to uh, – you know, temper my expectations uh, finally, but he just, he can't score the ball. He, no. there's, he just has no ability to score the ball. And he got that late three, um, that <laughs> shouldn't have gone in by all, <laughs> you know, to tie it at, uh, 63. But, um, I want to see, you know, we, the preseason has been about Nairn's leadership and how he's really been the leader and, I just hope he, he has a little bit of performance to go with that leadership. That's a great point. Um, and sorry, I just want to run yeah. through these guys real quick, too. Uh, Aaron Harris didn't really see anything out of him. Um, he's a guy who can score all day long, mm-hmm. and he had seven points. You know, I don't, I don't, I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know how he just gets seven points. He didn't have that many minutes. I know he got into foul trouble a little bit, but damn, I need more out of him. Uh, Joshua Langford looked okay starting out, but, um, you know, was a little bit dis- underwhelming. And then the guy I really um, thought was underwhelming, Cassius Winston. Cassius Winston just looked lost out there. Um, had, like, two turnovers. He just – he didn't look good. Mm-hmm. He didn't score the ball at all. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah, sorry. Sorry to go on a little bit of a tangent, but uh, – yeah, I just, yeah. Yeah, right. Yeah, I mean, that's what, like, there's a really fine line, you know, here. It's like, we can't excuse, like, I mean, there's no excuse for, I think, the sloppy play we had over the game. I mean, I think it's tough, you know, like, this is a very, as you said, this is the youngest team I've ever really watched. Yeah. And, yeah. I mean, obviously, they're not, it'd be hard to go out there and expect them, hey, let's go hand, like, give them, give Arizona the business. I mean, when you're playing with a bunch of, like, 18, 19 year olds. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, you know, there's no excuse, especially. I know the one guy, I mean, more than, I mean, one guy more than anything you kind of probably hate probably hated this game. I mean, Izzo, there's no way Izzo watched the film and just liked I, mean, I don't think he liked anything. I mean, yeah, fans like you saw the box score all we lost by two. Yeah. We played a pretty good we were up big, but I mean it's the type of thing Izzo hates, you know. We get, I mean basketball's a game of runs, but we let up a huge lead and we just we just could not stop turning the ball over and I think it was a result of not, not having the team chemistry. And I think, you know, I think my takeaway from the game is I think touching on Kenny Goings, this guy could be very important going into this year because we need – one thing I liked about him is that, yeah, he, I mean, he's not big, but he had three offensive rebounds. Overall, he, he, he's a leading rebounder with eight. 
and he has to fill that role. Mm-hmm. When he went, I mean, especially when we went down, we don't, we can't expect like you know, like I mean, then you know, really the rebounding onus is on Ward, and then it's on it's on Bridges too. But yeah. I think you know you need to have that guy down low who can kind of control the boards. Or I mean, I don't want to put like I mean Bridges, you. Yeah, I, as I say, he can do everything, but I don't want his emphasis to be on... I want him to be a good rebounder, but I don't want that to be his main focus. I think that should be... That's something I really need Kenny Goings to do. And this, he, this guy, we really can't afford for him to get hurt, I don't yeah. think. No, He's especially a big with guy. the other injuries, yeah. Yeah, this guy's critical. And I mean, he rebounded the ball well and I was happy, but I think that really helped keep us in the game with his rebounding. And I think going on to Aaron Harris... I mean, yeah, I think he's... I need to see more of him because he's, he's honestly being another leader of the team, you know. He's... He's a guy, unlike Tom Tom, he can actually score, and he should be able to shoot the ball. But, you know, it's kind of he struggles at consistently shooting the ball, and I think this is a guy who we need as our main perimeter defender. And this is a guy who's supposed to have the athleticism really to lock down most two guards and maybe lock down threes, too. I mean, you know, this guy can guard multiple positions, and we need him to do that. So I think he's he's really critical moving forward. Yeah, I mean, I really like to see more out of... I'd be too disappointed in Cassius. I mean, he didn't play a huge bit, but... He didn't really show me anything out there. And again, I think that's kind of what you... You're throwing out four freshmen, and I think that's probably... That's, I'm not shocked, I shouldn't say. I mean, there's probably going to be that one guy who stops in on places for first game and just struggles like Cassius. But yeah, it's, it's, it's going to be really a whole building process. And I mean, you want this team to really, I think, have it together by the Big Ten season. But, you know, I think... Hopefully, I can, we've tried to talk about it in football, but you guys are slowly going to learn how to play with each other, play into their roles, and just got to keep getting better. And I think the main thing is, I think moving into this Kentucky game tomorrow is that we just can't afford the turnovers we had. Yeah. And as I said, part of it is a result of a lack of team chemistry, but part of it is mental or just not being, you know, being more careful or being just playing smarter basketball. And, and that's one thing that's going to harp on and really, I don't think he's not going to, I mean, he's, not, he's just not going to put up with a performance like this game. I think it's his opinion. He probably hated this game, but yeah. I don't know. Well, the the one the one good takeaway. I mean, there's several good takeaways. Obviously, you know, Miles Bridges looked yeah. awesome, and you know, uh, yeah. I mean, there's 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 good things to take away from this game. But the one thing I, I really um, wanted to say is Arizona is huge. Yeah, they had that seven footer. They had another oh. huge guy, um, and we're a real small team. And to see Bridges up against that seven footer, he was holding his ground. You That's know, true. you know, uh, and uh, and again, we lost the game. You know, it, it but we were right there yeah. until the end. And um, I don't know how we light up that last bucket. Don't want to get into that. That was awful defense. And, uh, and we didn't. We sit. We just didn't. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the the team uh, stood up well. Again, I know we lost, but I think for the most part we looked uh, pretty good. Yeah. I, oh no. I said there's definitely a lot of positives too. And I mean, you saw what we did to them in the beginning. I mean, this is a team. You know, we might struggle with height, but we can really. I mean, you look Bridges, Harris. I mean, even I mean, Tom Tom. He's not the most, he's not the best athlete, but he can push the ball. I mean, this is a team we can. Yeah, that, I mean, that, yeah, that's a, that's a point I want to make. Okay. We um, we might not have our chemistry down, but these kids want to run. Yeah, you know, and uh, yeah, like Winston even wants to run. You know, these guys want to run, and uh, Langford's a good passer. I think 
these these ki- these kids really want to run, and that's something that they want to do. And Izzo loves to run, and we're going to be good at that. Definitely, we can score in bunches. And I just thought at the beginning, yeah, I'll give credit to Zoda for coming from being rallying back. But yeah, I mean, we can get up on teams, and we can score a lot. And I think that's going to be huge too. Like, if you have a bad day defensively, this is the team that's going to struggle to put points on the board. I don't think. I mean, they can. This is like maybe isolation basketball is not obviously the best way to win every game, but. I mean, you're never going to have a lack of, oh, we just don't have anybody who can really, like... I like Even when a team, I think, is playing, like, a great defense, you're going to always have, I think, you can lead on Bridges-Harris. I mean, even McQuaid, I think his three is going to get a little bit more consistent. I think yeah. if a bunch of guys can really, at any time, break through defense, or... I mean, this is a team that can go... We're going to be able to go out and run with ourselves, so... And I mean, I'm just saying from probably Izzo's standpoint, he didn't like the game just because of how, how sloppy it was, but I think there's a lot of good things that came out of it, too, and... I think what they, you see with this team is that the talent is there. It's just kind of, I mean, I think how it kind of differentiates from obviously football where you're like, well, do they have, like, you know, the right talent in every position? You know this team, this is a basketball team, they have the talent. It's a matter of getting them to play better together. But, I mean, this is a game, you really got to look at it, this is game number one of hopefully a lot of them playing together, at least for this whole season. But, I mean, this is still a long, this is still a, like a month and a half or whatever until Big Ten play. So, I mean, they have, a lot, they have a lot of time to get together and play more consistent. So I'm not really too worried about that. Yeah. I mean, again, you got to admit, they're playing one of the best teams in the country, and they looked, overall, I thought they, I mean, I thought they looked pretty good. I mean, I'm not, I'm not mad. It was a, it was a good performance, and um, it, got me, it got me really excited for the future, just. It's all the type of talent, like, what they could do, and I think they're going to be able to steal, hopefully, one of these games going forward against these uh, top-ranked teams. Yeah. Yeah, I, I do, I do too, and, uh, again, I, you know, we play... Just like we said before, we play an amazingly hard schedule going forward. And, uh, you know, we're going to have to recognize that with our record. But Mm -hmm. at the same time, I think these these kids can really win some games. And, uh, again, like, I could just watch all day Miles Bridges dunk the basketball. He is so freaking athletic. And, and like, so, so, like, Joshua Lankford is, they're just so... This this you know this this class the class is, as they're calling it it's just so good. No, oh, they're they're fantastic, and I think they're good at advertising. And it's awesome when you have that. You know, it's also like I think when you have a basketball player who, you know, you, you think he's really highly recruited. I think a guy kind of like Josh Jackson out of Kansas, yeah, really highly recruited, but really not he's really not any like half as good as like what his, his ranking was. He can't really do much on the basketball <laughs> court. But everybody we have can do. Everything. What, did, what was his final? How many points did he get in that uh, Indiana game? I don't know. Obviously not enough. <laughs> <laughs> Indiana, you know, got Kansas happy about that. Yeah. But, yeah, we don't have fake superstars like that. We have guys who really can do everything that they thought. Yeah, you know, blue collar superstar. Yeah, you do. You have some, you know, you have guys who want to play ball. Guys who want to. Guys who actually want to go to win a championship. I'd say not just jump to the NBA. And I think that's what we have with Bridges. I mean, Bridges obviously wants to win a championship. This guy wants to have success at the college level. And, yeah, I mean, I'm excited with Ward. I think Winston's going to come along. And Winkford, I think, you know, defensively, yeah, we had that lapse at the very end. But, this, I mean, this guy can guard multiple positions. I'm really excited. Yeah. I'm really happy. Yeah. And, uh, you know, not to not to get too, too excited about it, but I think at the end of the season, Bridges is going to be the number one pick. Um, I have a feeling too, mm-hmm. and uh, oh, yeah. I think this could be one of the best seasons we've ever seen from an MSU player. I know that's early, yeah. but I think I'm, we're going to see a lot of triple doubles. I think we're going to see a lot of points scored by Miles because he is 
a man. This guy's the truth. He, he really is. He, he really is. And that's the one thing, you know, I say, yeah, like, I mean, I, would, I do want more team basketball, but when you have a guy like Miles, that means you're, never, you're going to be in every game. Just him alone. He can carry. This guy can put the team on his back. Yeah. I love that. I mean, you got to love watching that just as a fan of basketball, and you have that one guy who can just carry you. And, yeah, I, mean, I just don't think – I don't see us getting blown out often. I don't ever really see us getting blown out, you know. Yeah. I think Bridges has that ability where – I mean, just on his athletics. I mean, he just well, – well, Did Cassius Winston throw him that alley-oop that, like – Oh, my God. It was just – Yeah. He just threw him at it, and it was just like – He, like, he was going up and slammed it down. I don't know. He's just I mean, so it, talented. His head is, like, above, like, almost where the square is. Yeah. Under, like, it's crazy. I just – Guys, these ups that I've just never seen before, and, yeah. and once he gets his shot a little bit settled in, holy, watch out! I mean, this guy not only might not be the number one pick. I think he's going to be in the conversation for player of the year. Yeah, I mean, it's just that guy. He's just that good, you know. Yeah, some guys like, you know, you think oh, like this season's going to catch up to him or he's going to hit that wall, but I mean, Bridges just this guy just has it. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I and, think, yeah, and I think like like um, Andrew Wiggins, like that highly recruited. Mm-hmm. You know, I think he's in the NBA now. Yeah, maybe he like. He was that one of those guys that was really highly recruited. Ben McElmore is another guy who came like, comes to mind, but like a guy who like was clearly had all the skills, but didn't like have like the mentality of like I'm I'm the best player. I'm gonna yeah. win, and I think it just seems like Bridges does have that does. mentality. He knows that he's the best player out there. He was certainly the best player um, in this game. I think without question, no, definitely. And I not, think moving not. forward, he. He will continue to be. I, mm-hmm. I, you know, truthfully, I, I don't know much about the Kentucky team until, uh, until like, you know, uh, December, January, February, because these are guys that I don't know. You know, mm-hmm. the recruits, I never really know anything about them. But I, I think you know, I just, I, I would be surprised to see. Um, a better player step out on that court other than Miles Bridges. Exactly. Miles Bridges is going to be the best player on most courts. Definitely. And we haven't had that in a while. I mean, LA, I mean, Valentine was great, but he was a different kind of star player. He was a facilitator, but he didn't have that, like, just tr- tremendous athleticism that Miles Bridges does. And, uh... We're going to have fun this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. I can't wait. Uh, this is going to be a fun basketball team to watch. Um... Any last points, David? No, I think that's. I mean, I'm hoping. I, I I'm kind of hoping for the same. I want to get the win versus Kentucky. I think it'd be. I think Kentucky might even be a better team than Arizona. But I think MSU is going to learn. I can watch the film and really learn like what they need. I mean, I, yeah, maybe being too cliche, but I think we're really going to realize what not how they can do. Or just be a little more careful with the ball, not being as reckless. And I think if they can tr- cut down the turnovers, I think they this team they definitely can beat Kentucky. Yeah, and I'm excited for it. I think they want it. And I think yeah, there's a team that's going to spring a few up. We're going to spring a few upsides. I think before even before Big Ten season starts, and I think it's going to be one of them. And I think it'll be fun. It's just fun as a fan to watch when your season just starts. It's just like the beginning of the year, and you're playing like top ten teams in basketball. And what market you really want? Yeah, is awesome. And yeah, I mean, we're just going to be awesome. We're going to see the, we're just watching the development of one of the best players to probably ever come through MSU, which will be in Miles. And I think they're going to get better as a team. And yeah, I mean, I think you're going to. Still, I, I think the key, the health of Goins is going to be important. Him rebounding the ball is just going to be huge for this team because without him, I don't. It's really tough to see that one guy who can step up rebounding. But I like, yeah, I like Ward in the low post, and I think once we can kind of maybe at point guard get a little bit more settled, either 
I think it's going to be tough. You know, I think you need Cassius just to play just because he's going to be the scorer at the position. And then when you get get your guard play a little bit more settled or we kind of figure out what we're doing here in Aaron Harris, I start to get out of a slump or feel a little bit more comfortable, which I hope. I mean, he's, normally, he's been a slow starter, but, I mean, this I like him as a defender. I like him overall as a player. I think he's going to figure out a shot. For sure. I think once a few things, a few things come together from this year, well, I just will just watch out. This team is going to be phenomenal. Totally agree. I totally agree. Um, and uh, with that, um, thank you for listening to the Spartan Sports Pod. And uh, we're out. We got some unfinished business. This the rap martyr. We hitting harder, getting smarter. It's all in order. Keep the 40-yarder. Give me a heart attack. I'm anxious. Kanker, bring us home like Holly's MMA kick. I got the plane ticks. Arlington, I booked the flight. When that whistle blow, I know that Tony Yo gon' be high. Gonna be high. Remember, I'm a hit list. You don't want to miss this. Spartan Nation got some unfinished